Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Ingenuity Show has the weirdest stuff. The Ingenuity Show. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Bold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm DVD. I'm new here, I guess. Feels what? Like it. I'm Master Zed. It's been a while. It has been a <laughs> it while. It does exist. It's been a while. How long welcome has it been? Show I about think I missed culture, three technology, weeks. news, and media, and talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks since we've all been together. It's Ooh. probably the it episode, eh? Yep. Our fake sponsor this week is the Q Continuum. Use the powers of queuing to form lines. Continuous lines. <laughs> I think he did lines. Oh, just kidding. I saw a video somebody posted on the freeway of a bunch of cars like on the shoulder in a line <laughs> for the next exit. And yeah. they get up to the front and there's a car with their flashers on and the hood up. Uh, like they're all waiting, thinking that's the line for the next exit, and oh, the front man. cars just broke down. Yeah. They should never get in lines. Well, I got to thinking about queues today, um, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but in the state that we live in, there's some interesting views on queuing up. Mm. On the freeway, people, people like waiting. Yeah. Well, on the freeway, they have strong feelings about how you wait. Yes. Um, on the freeway, they people get very upset if they decide to get in a line and other people use the other lane. You mean use but, a completely good lane that's there for cars to use? Yeah. In but when people liked waiting, so they would find reasons to wait more. But if you go to the ferry, oftentimes people are just milling around with no real line. Or there'll be a break in the line, like 10 feet. And you're like, "Is are, I'm just going to get in that 10-foot gap because I'm getting in line. <laughs> if you 
have a problem with that? Well, you should have been standing closer to the line. Yeah, I went to the third line, dash line. Nobody was in a line. So I just walked up and stood behind the person that was closest to the ferry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I don't know if other people were upset that I... Well, but there was no line to jump. It's not like I jumped the line. There was no line. Clear. I've done yes. something like that, and then the line forms rather quickly afterwards. Like people, oh wait, if we don't form a line, people are going to get ahead of me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of a line. Yeah. I don't I think. Yeah, the freeway feels like if you're trying to stop people from going past you, it's like walking in like the grocery store with your arms out. No, you can't come down this aisle past me. You just walking <laughs> faster. I yeah, discovered. Utah drivers don't know how to merge. <laughs> mm, yeah. Multiple times on my trip, there were instances of very heavy traffic that all just came to, oh, people just don't know how to merge. Enough that That's they had sad. VMS signs on the freeway, the overhead variable message signs that said, give instructions on how to merge. Wow, I wish they'd do that everywhere. Like it's like a zipper. Uh, Just take turns. Yeah, there is a sign on a highway near here that says use both lanes until and stagger merge. Yeah. It's like the, every merge area should have a sign that says that. On you should teach commute, it driver's ed. Oh, that'd be novel. On my commute home from work, there's an area that has two lanes merging down into one. And you can tell the people that don't commute that just happen to get into that because they don't do it right. And But most of the people do, actually. That's nice. I think we had 30 minutes of delay to our drive home last weekend in, because of one area of traffic. And at the end of 10 miles of sitting, go, you know, stop and go on the mm-hmm. highway... It was just that there was a merge at the end of the two lanes. And then we also found they had the highway is nice. They had lots of passing zones. Mm -hmm. There's a secondary highway. But every people weren't people would go fast enough to pass other people. It wasn't an issue of slow people staying in the left lane. Mm -hmm. But still, for whatever reason, when it got to merge back, everyone would slam on their brakes. (laughs) <laughs> so you'd go from 80 which the speed limit was 60 or 65 maybe you'd go from like 80 and then down to like 40 and then you'd speed back up to 65 you're like what is happening it's scary That's probably the remnants of somebody not doing it correctly and freaking out yeah because yeah. those will last a long time on the freeway i like when uh the local government decides that it's a good idea to slow traffic down like i was on my way home today and on an underpass in nampa there was two motorcycle cops setting up a speed trap at 4 10 p.m nice i'm glad i passed it when they're just setting it up i was like oh you guys are idiots <laughs> my favorite i stopped for gas and at the grocery store, but it still took almost two hours for me to get home yesterday. Wow. And it was a quick grocery trip. It was like, yeah, <laughs> traffic was backed up way, way, way farther than it normally is. So I made a mistake on Memorial Day that 
I'm sure I've sworn not to make in the past again, but I made it again. Well, Trying to come across uh, the state on Memorial Day because every single person in the state that lives on the west side of the state goes to the east side of the state for Memorial Day, <laughs> and then they all come back at the same time. So you yeah. hit it both ways or we'll just on the way home? Place. No, just on the way home because we mm-hmm. left a week before the holiday. So. Cool. Um, but yeah, we spent an hour and a half sitting in traffic and the, the thing too, the thing that was causing the traffic, just that it was two lane freeway. It opened up as soon as three lanes, you know, as soon as it widened to three lanes, then everyone sped up and went purely traffic a speed, capacity but, issue. Yeah. yeah where, where it's actually dangerous to speed. Those windy, like change in elevation roads. That's when everyone goes super fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Well, okay. and the crazy thing is, usually in the rain, it seems like the slow Actually. lane always gets further than the fast lane. Yeah, it's weird. Is that the section of freeway that has the giant potholes in it? Um, I think the potholes are I in the three, the three lane the freeway three lane after yeah. it goes after yeah. it widens out. Yeah. Because I, I think what happens that's where is everybody people, goes fast. people in the fast lane leave too much space between them and the car in front of them. Because they're going fast. No, I mean when they're oh, when at a stop up. and go. like mm. You come to a dead stop on the freeway and then you move forward a few feet. And move forward a few feet. <laughs> the problem is people in the fast lane are leaving too much gap between them and the car in front of them. And so people everyone wants it. to be in the fast lane, even though it's demonstrably going slower. <laughs> and so as soon as there's a gap in the fast lane, someone will jump into that lane and that stops everybody behind them. And then they'll it's all just timing when yeah. to get into the right lane. Yeah. Yeah. I was explaining one of my, um, mental games I play with people when there's passing lanes, like a, you know, one lane of traffic each direction. And then there's a passing lane. Right. And if I, it usually happens when there's a lot, multiple cars that are trying to pass a slower person, but they'll just, Mm -hmm. you know, feel multiple cars stay in the left lane so they can get past somebody slow. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they end up so stretched out that you know people don't get past the slow person because they're so so i just stay in the right lane and i don't zip up and cut over i just go fast enough and i can push the cars in the left lane (laughs) up to close all the gaps right because they don't want you getting they don't want me getting ahead of them so i'll (laughs) still get behind the same car i was behind but he's got to pass but i will have maintained speed (laughs) enough to get rid of all the gaps that they were leaving. There's a road I used to do that with where we used to live, where it went from two lanes to one lane and there was a gas station. If I had to go to the gas station, I'd get over kind of aggressively into the right lane. Like I'm going to cut everybody off and all the gaps start tightening up the whole way. Yeah. And then I turn my blinker on, turn right. And they're like, Oh, I guess didn't want in. Uh, There's a, on the way to the dump from our place, there's a stretch of the highway where it's two lanes. So you can pass trucks that are going to the dump but as soon as it becomes two lanes 
everybody that was going just under the speed limit takes off in both <laughs> lanes. And it's like, so you can't get past them. And then as soon as it goes back down to one, they're going under the speed limit again. It's like, oh, I've seen, I've seen a lot of cops in that stretch too. Which... Yeah. Cause they know that's what everybody yeah. does. <laughs> I saw there were oh, so well. many cops on my drive home. It was crazy. There was a lot on, of cops on Memorial on day. Yes. There was only two that were unoccupied when I went by them, though. And I probably oh, saw they had at least a dozen. Pulled over. Yep. Oh, it wasn't just that you're saying occupied. You meant they were not, pre-occupied. Not as, opposed, not as not opposed to unoccupied, like just a the, just a car sitting up car sitting there with a oh, cardboard cutout. That would be as effective. Oh. The military bases had like deep tinted limo tent on their cars and they would just park empty cars <laughs> to slow traffic. Cause yeah, it works. Well, uh, one place which he may have had somebody pulled over, but I did pass a two different cop cars that were just sitting on the shoulder with their lights on that they may have just been doing traffic calming. Or maybe they just pulled somebody over already. They were writing yeah. their, their paperwork before they go again. Maybe. Yeah. I think I some think- people, go off of that fear of policemen by driving cars that look like cop cars Mm -hmm. and just come up really fast behind you. So you're like, Oh crap, is that a cop car? So you slow down and get over down and then he gets past you. I don't know. I I wonder if people do that because I've noticed that our truck, people will get out of my way more than, but I have a light bar in there and the grill. Maybe they think you're a cop black. I don't know. Maybe. I think also maybe it's going to look aggressive and I look big and I have a winch and I look scary. Like, I will just run you over. <laughs> Get out of my way. Oh, there's people that will, that really hate people like speeding down their residential street. So they'll buy a car that looks like a cop car okay. and just park it in front of their house and people aren't I, sure. So they slow down. I invented a police officer who was sitting on my street. I was like, do you want to back into my my driveway or have me pull my minivan out. So it blocks the view from of you. He's like, yeah, you'll do that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I will. I want people to get pulled over on my street. I've had people try to pass me on my, on that street. <laughs> and one of them, because I then started turning my driveway and he's going so fast. He kind of lost control. Went up on my sidewalk and my kids were in the front yard. Oh, you had I, to pull him out of his car and beat him senseless. <laughs> luckily my wife like kind of, distracted me and I could tell the look on her face if I did that she would get mad because mm. I wanted to chase that dude down I was like but I didn't I was an adult about it <laughs> and that's why it's nice to live on a dead end road and not a pass through yeah the funny thing about living on a dead end road is seeing the people that drive down your road and then you see them seconds later because they didn't realize, realize it was a dead end yeah and then have to <laughs> turn around <laughs> It was like us uh, driving around looking at possible campsites and while we're camping this weekend. Mm-hmm. You're driving through people's campsites and friends, you hit a dead end really shortly afterwards. You like sheepishly go back past <laughs> through their camp. Like, so we only really did that once. That lake one, right? Yeah. Oh, well. Sometimes we get too busy. So
bit of a topic We'll tell you where we have been We got some travel stories Right here for you Well, maybe we should get into the topic. Trip report. All right, who wants to start? Should we start with Master Zed? Sure. Who's gone the longest? I was gone the <laughs> longest. I wasn't. We uh, went camping. The end. Yeah, yeah. You know, did a bunch of driving. That was about <laughs> it. Any cool uh, stories? No. Oh. <laughs> so we uh, had our annual overlanding trip with our group of friends. Um, tree. We call them our tree friends. We love matching tree tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met up in Moab, Utah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Week two weeks ago. Um, it was on a Friday, and so I missed whatever the preceding podcast night because we had a lot to do and had to take the dog out to the farm. Yeah, but um. So we That's not uh, a euphemism, right? Nope. She came <laughs> back. She came home without us. She came back to our house actually while we were gone. And then yeah. got picked up by somebody else. Um Iceman came to our house Thursday and then uh we headed out and had a pretty awful drive down there. <laughs> we got down to uh, Price or it's Spanish Fork, but it goes, it's the road through Price, is the cutoff highway. Yeah. And there was, we got there right after they had closed it for a fatality accident. Oh, oh no. And luckily, we realized that it was actually closed and were able to get turned around. Um, oh. And didn't like sit in traffic at all. We just were like traffic started backing up and Charlie looked it up and it found it on their Twitter that, that it was closed. And so we just turned around, but it was a two and a half hours to get around it because oh, there man. was no oh, other man. roads that Did I guess run? it was a two hour detour. And then we lost another half an hour in a construction zone with people trying to learn how to merge. Oh yeah. First um, time, huh? <laughs> yep, it was. Did you see any issues with roads closed down because of flooding or anything? Nope. Okay, because so I heard there were some roads south of there that were flooded out. They had some signs up for flood okay. awareness. And we drove in several places that we were conscious of the potential for flash floods. Um. So we actually, yeah, it was like, oh, this would be a nice campsite, uh, except if it rains tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's not. Um, You'll be swept down the river in your t- tents. Yep. So we met up in Moab for dinner, and then uh, we had reserved a campsite out at a lake out there to just kind of meet up and get our bearings. And then we headed out on the trail on the next morning. Did you have to install the bearings before you left? I installed oh. wheel bearings the <laughs> day before or two days before we left. I was installing wheel bearings. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, but the trails right 
next to Moab are so busy. Oh. Um, and we Lots actually went, people. it was a state park that we headed into and it was cool. Cause the, you have to pay to get into the state park, but we were just trying to pass through it. We weren't going to any of the trails. And so we just, um, Jake told the guy that he's like, we're just trying to get through this road. We're going to this area. And the guy was like, Oh cool. Yeah. You know, you're, you don't have to pay. You're fine. <laughs> just for people that are staying in the state park. Hmm. Oh. Uh, evidently the route we took, which was pretty cool, um, is also a route where there's a parking lot where they shuttle mountain bikers to and then let them off. And then they come down the road that we were going up. Okay. So we had, I've never seen so many bicycles. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, we were trying to figure out because it was mostly at the beginning. It was because they were getting spaced out, but it was like there'd be two bicyclists and then five minutes later, there'd be two more. And then the closer we got to the top, it's like, there's a group of 15 bicyclists all together. Well, start like, hitting the them left and, and right. we started getting like, cause you know, we started clogging our wheel wells. With their, so <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon we, your radiators blocked. We're trying to, <laughs> you try to get out of the way, but it's not up towards the top. It was super muddy. And so there were, basically three ruts Mm. so you could pick two ruts to put the truck in (laughs) and so the bicyclists are going down like the middle and since you have to be in two you can't get out of their way are they going at speed or they um there was a couple people that you could tell were less experienced that kind of had a freak out moment and <laughs> Look, had to, like, car the put their feet down yeah and ended up like in the mud a little bit but mm. uh so yeah after well, if you had stopped flashing your light bar at them it'd be easier <laughs> oh i'm blinding them <laughs> or well yeah it was pretty it was pretty boggy so i had to like do you have a speaker to your cb uh not anymore because i do i could have talked to day to the right i'm going left Play Queen's yeah, song about bicycles. You're coming head on and you tell them to stay to the right because you're going left. <laughs> That's towards each other. <laughs> uh, so once we got out of that road, the next road that we got on was far enough away from all of that that the number of people dropped to a small percentage of what we'd had on the first trail. Um, mm. And we ended up camping uh down in this like slick rock it's all just like a big boulder um down off the trail and then we handed headed up there's a uh the san rafael swell is kind of just this if you look at a map it there's just like this bubble that looks is elevated above everything else around it. And it's just full of canyons and mountains and cool stuff. Um, And so we basically drove up around the North end of it and then headed South and drove all the way through it. North to South. Because rocks aren't good intention. No. Because it swelled. So it all split apart. Yeah. I thought you were saying the rocks had good intentions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
we had some really awesome campsites with great views. Um, I'll have to send you guys some, some pictures, but uh, then at one point in that trip, we had reserved campsites in Canyonlands national park. Um, so we had specific days at specific places and the permit said that we had to be to the ranger station by two thirty PM the day of our first night to get the, um, to pick up our permit. Mm. And then it's a two hour drive from the highway to the ranger station. And then another couple hours in the park to get to our campsite. So we were pretty concerned about what time we were going to have to leave in order to make all of that happen. Mm-hmm. So we cut off part of the route. Um, and after we cut off part of the route, we got up to the top of a hill and I checked just to see if we had cell phone reception. And we did um, because I, yeah, another part of the story. We had got cell phone reception, and I don't normally check my voicemails, but I had an unknown number with a voicemail, and for whatever reason, I decided to check it, and it was the park ranger calling to ask if they could issue our permit via email, and he could just Whoa. read us the rules because they were going to be doing a training. Mm-hmm. And so then it eliminated the... Time pressure. Yeah. We just could get there whenever we wanted because there's no like booth to pay or anything. It's just the road right. drives by their office that you'd normally have to stop at. Um, and that area was awesome. There's like 12 campsites in the whole region of the park that you can get to from that, from the West side. And it's each site is limited to be in there at all, you have to have a permit to camp there and then they limit it to three vehicles per group and the campsites are all separate. So there's only one group at each campsite. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. So we only passed in, we were there for three nights. So four days we crossed paths with three other vehicles. <laughs> wow. Um, in the park. And one of them was a ranger. But uh, it was pretty awesome. There, the roads were pretty crazy. They were, um, I don't know. I think they would. They're all pro- like intermediate difficulty. But uh, and then after that, we decided to go try to finish the southern part of the loop we were doing um, before, and there was a sketchy river crossing or I guess it was on our radar as potentially not passable because of water. Uh And so we got there and the road, the main road took us to this like three foot ledge that just dropped straight into the river. (laughs) And Uh, I waded out into the water and it was pretty deep. And so we're like, cold. no, Hmm. Um, bath water temperature you know it was like it was probably in like the 60 degree range oh that's not bad no it was pleasant uh so we no-goed that and decided to try to drive around because there's some other roads that went off of the main one 
that might go to crossings. And so we went around and there was a bunch of side-by-sides parked. And so we, they were just kind of hanging out, but they were about to leave. And so then we kind of wanted to go over to where they were to check out the area behind them to see if that would be a potential crossing. And it looked like it might work, but you'd have to kind of drive down the river a little, like, <laughs> like into the river. And then it was probably like the river was probably 30 feet, 30 to 40 feet across, but it wasn't very deep. It was like the deepest spot went mid thigh on me, but it was, yeah, most of it was mid calf depth. So we were talking about that and Iceman and Jake were kind of like, ah, I don't think so. Cause that would have made the crossing by like 60 or 70 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while we we're standing there, we saw the side by sides driving through the river. Oh, around another bend. And we're like, Oh crap. Okay. Let's go find let's go that road there. that they went on. So we went there and there was a bunch of people like probably 25 people having like a big beach party, basically <laughs> hanging out in the water and on the side. And so you just having... drove over them. That makes it really yeah. shallow. So we're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, Iceman and Jake were both still pretty nervous about it. And Iceman had hit his diff on a rock the day before. And so he was like, kind of put out and not wanting to break his truck and mm-hmm. so Charlie's finally like, well, okay, Master said, why don't you drive through? Because I walked it and I'm like, it is hard pack sand and gravel all the way across. And it was shallower there as well. And so I like marked on my leg how deep it was and then went and stood by their truck so both of them <laughs> could see. It was like right to the bottom of the door on <laughs> both of them. And then... It's like you can drive across if they think that looked too sketchy, then you can just drive back across and we'll head out. And so I drove across and was like, all right, guys. And then the people started like, oh, are they going to are they going to come too?" And I was like, I don't know. I think so. We'll see. And so we had an audience and then they drove across and it was fine. Um, But we, yeah, had a couple more nights out there after that and. Uh, headed home and the only uh, drama I guess we had was the second day so we I just installed a hydraulic assist steering ram on my truck mm-hmm. and we had had to take put it together and take it apart and to do all the fit up to weld brackets on and get the hoses and stuff figured out and at some point I was like, okay, before I do final assembly, I need to Loctite the Heim joints on the end of the, onto the Ram. Mm-hmm. Well then with taking it, putting it together and taking it apart so many times at one point I'm like, oh, I don't think we need to take it apart again. This We can just go from here. <laughs> and so the second day my steering, we missed the turn and had to turn around on the trail and mm-hmm. I went to turn and had nothing. Oh. And then it would steer. And I got turned around and it was like, okay, something's wrong. <laughs> and so I looked and the 
it had unthreaded itself from one wow. of the heim joints. So when I would turn the wheel, nothing would happen while it pushed the ramp that ram that direction. Mm-hmm. And then once the ram was all the way to lock, it would then steer. Um, <laughs> so it's just you know like a six second delay on your steering input. Yeah, still only six seconds. That's not bad yeah. on when you're out in the bush. <laughs> so we just. Uh, I had to take a file because the threads had gotten kind of messed up on the mm. end, just the end where it started to thread. So I got a file to clean the threads up and then uh, used to put a leather glove around the rod and vice grips on it to hold it. And then I dumped like half a bottle of red Loctite into the hymen <laughs> joint and had to use a crescent wrench because the threads were still a little goofed up to get it threaded on there. Mm. So it needless to say it did not move again. <laughs> it's never coming off ever it's again. It's never coming off, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, Iceman put a couple dents in the side of his truck right under the door on a big oh, rock. Boy. I've got one of those. <laughs> yeah, you do. We, uh, yeah, we ended up on a trail that was rated most difficult. Oh. And it was technical. I yeah. needed a spotter. At one point, um, I walked uh, Jake and Sierra ahead of us. Sierra spotted Jake through, and he said he wished she would have had a, a couple people to spot because he took a terrible line through it. Mm. Um, and he ended up getting through with unscathed. Luckily, he had ended up with a tire on a rock and it, the rear tire up on a rock, and it slid off but mm. didn't catch the diff because he was moving forward at the time. So that was close. <laughs> and then was good. I laid out the line I wanted. Um, and my truck's turning radius is so terrible. I couldn't quite hit it, hit where I wanted, but it worked out. We did a little bit of, I ended up missing my third mark, I think for where I wanted to hit. And so we did a little bit of rock packing to get the my tire up onto a, the same big rock Jake had slid off of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Iceman's truck has a really good turning radius. So he took the line I wanted. I asked him, he was like, what line do you want? He's like, the same one as you. I was like, the one I took or the one I wanted? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the one you wanted? Um, so on that one, we had, oh, and when I was going down at one point, I looked out the side and I was like, uh, yeah, I think we need to figure out what line. Cause I'm pretty sure my back tires off the ground. <laughs> Cause I could see like five inches underneath it. And Iceman's like, no, it's actually sitting on a rock. Oh, still I'm like, oh, so when I took Iceman through that first, he started bellying out. So we, backed him up a foot and packed some rocks to lift the back end of the truck up before Mm -hmm. he hit that, which worked great. And then when he got to that same spot, um, his back tire was like five inches off the ground, (laughs) not on a (laughs) rock, Um, but got through it. Difficult, most difficult trail was fun. Cool. Cool. And yeah, that's it. Guess I'll go next because my trip was second longest. Oh, um, so my wife and I went down to Utah to visit some of her family, and 
Um, we're actually in Spanish Fork <laughs> as well. I but. tried to get through there as fast as I could because that's where <laughs> our truck broke down last time we went down uh, there. Right. <laughs> um, so one of the days we went and did some repelling. Ooh, that's repellent. We didn't. I didn't wear any insect repellent. Uh-oh. It was it was a different kind of repelling, apparently. The insects need oh. little tiny ropes. Well, they <laughs> yeah. can do it without ropes. They can. They can. Ropes. They can just fly. <laughs> so yeah. we went to this place. I think it was called Red Ledges. Red Rum. Red Rover. Um, let's see. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. Something like that. There was red in the name. But. Anyway, I'm not going to take time to look it up, but um, the the cliff we started on was 25 feet tall. So that's not even deadly. I know, you could fall off of that and just break a leg or something. Um, Prove it. <laughs> I, I almost did. No, just kidding. <laughs> I tried. So me to, back. to get to the top so that you could come down, it was like a 45 degree at least um, rock slope that you had to scramble up. And um, so I had the harness on and everything scrambled up there. I got to the top. There wasn't really any flat place to stand. So (laughs) I'm like precariously balanced on this very steep rock. And the edge is like right next to me. And that's when the person's, Helping me get my rope connected. I felt very exposed until the rope was (laughs) attached to me, especially when I had to let go of the rock and kind of stand up slightly in order to, you know, get the rope into my um, device thing. Mm -hmm. But once I got it on there, I was like, okay, I feel completely secure now. Lean back into the rope. Easy peasy. So, I think the last time I'd been repelling was in 1997. <laughs> wow. But I, you know, I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. You just lean back, you know, keep your legs kind of wide, and then just kind of walk down the, the cliff. Kick off your feet. So, I started going. Aren't you supposed to do it face first? You can. Face first. <laughs> yeah. I've done just it. Push off with your face. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the cliff I was on, there was like a cliff face and then it kind of went to like a dangly Ooh, part undercut. Yes. So I start going down and apparently <laughs> the person at the top thought I was going too fast. And so she yelled down to the blade person, stop him. <laughs> and then what? so they yeah. slammed you into the rock. So then I'm just hanging there. Spinning no, in the too, air. Still too fast. Like, <laughs> like come back on. <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> so then they, they let me start going again. So I'm going down. I get close to the bottom and I go to kick off with my foot and my shoe falls off. I know I should have tightened them down, but I like them so I can slip my feet in, you know, I don't want to mess I with know. the laces. So, <laughs> Anyway, I didn't realize how close to the ground I was 
And so after my shoe came off, cause I was distracted. And so when I did touch down, I did not have any balance. And so I just basically landed on my butt. <laughs> That's an acceptable way to land. But I'm like, ta-da! <laughs> Everyone thought it was hilarious. But I didn't go up again because the climb up there was just a little more strenuous than... Yeah, my experience to climb up to the places is always scarier or worse than the rappelling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can I get a line while I'm climbing this, please? Right. That'd be good. So um, then we went to a 100-foot cliff. I didn't go on that one, but... Ooh, fun. Um, so we had 50-foot rope, though? No, we had a long enough rope. But it was fun watching, you know, the relatives and stuff go down that rope, go down that cliff. Um, the son of the the gal that was running the rappelling thing, a family friend, he was, like, um, securing his rope and then, like, going upside down and doing all kinds of weird... <laughs> You know, crazy walking. stuff that a 15-year-old would do, you know, show off. <laughs> but it was pretty fun. Shooting um, pigeons. <laughs> started raining right after we left. Reenacting well, the G.I. Joe scene on the cliff. Perfect time for it to start raining. Yeah. Um, at one point in the trip down there, um, I sent out a Facebook message to friends of mine in Utah. Just saying, hey, does anyone want to meet up for lunch or something? And so I, I actually had a friend respond that I, it's been like almost, well, it's been at least 23, 24 years since I've seen him. Yeah. Um, but we knew each other when I lived out in Pennsylvania. And so we went and had lunch with him, and that was pretty cool. Um, especially after not having seen him for so long. <laughs> it was pretty cool to figure out find out how much we had in common so um after that we went to top golf that's fun oh nice and i so my i beat my wife the first time that's not but then nice. the, <laughs> the second and third game she completely demolished me oh good so she let you win the first game <laughs> yeah it must have been <laughs> but it was super fun um on the way so we spent a few days with uh, mom and dad on our way back and driving there from utah we drove through two thunderstorms <laughs> where the water was just dumping down and lightning was flashing everywhere so that was interesting we saw lots of thunderstorms. We got really lucky and only got probably a total of 20 minutes of rain the whole time. But we yeah. saw lots of lightning, heard lots of thunder, and saw lots of gray clouds and had lots of wind. Well, I wasn't in the thunderstorms very long because I was going 70, 80 miles an hour. I had to slow down a little bit because some parts there was so much water getting on the road that... yeah. It was a little sketchy. <laughs> it's like, I'm not water planning now, but if I had to touch the brakes at all. <laughs> um, so uh, mom and dad were going to go camping that weekend, but they changed their plans because of all the thunderstorms and stuff. They didn't want to be soaking wet. 
And so and they decided. Like? I know, <laughs> right? I know. So they uh, changed their plans to hang out with us instead. So Dad took us out on his new boat mm-hmm. out in Hawaii Reservoir, Peace. which I had never been there before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty full <laughs> currently. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was nice. very full. It was. It like wasn't at like, complete capacity, but it was pretty high. Like at eighty-five percent or something. Yeah, something like that. The last, last time summer, I was there, it was like five percent. It was like you could almost <laughs> yeah. twenty feet across in one spot. Yeah, so we we took the boat out. We um, he had like a little cover that we Bimini. yeah we put that on because it was raining when we started and. Uh, after about 10 minutes out on the reservoir, it stopped raining, so we took it down. Um, but we went, I don't know, I don't know how long the thing is, but like 20 miles or something down the reservoir and and came back. And right after we got the boat out of the water and everything secured and started driving away, then a thunderstorm came through. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like just barely missing these huge rainstorms. Um, it was a little tricky um on the road out of the reservoir because it's like got a cliff on one side down to the reservoir and then like a Mm -hmm. mountain on the other side but it was raining so hard that it was knocking rocks off of the hill onto the road and there was one part there was a rock slide where there's covered like half the road there was only enough space to kind of squeeze through next to the cliff (laughs) which was fun towing a boat (laughs) yeah and then we got to see all the poor people that were camping out there. Uh-huh. Just I didn't know they destroyed. were poor. Well, they, well, they didn't. I would feel poor with the board rain they pouring were, on me. They were living in tents. <laughs> they are only poor if you're living in a tent in a city. Well, it's only they're only poor when there's water pouring on I them. Don't, I don't know. I saw it set up on in a camp in Portland or something. The guy had a projector in his tent playing a movie and he had like four tents like strung together so he had like oh nice rooms and like <laughs> decent furniture in some of them like sounds fun cool yeah um we went to our sister rachel's house and played some games like her sister we, like jumanji like that game fun did you get sucked into it nope oh we didn't, and nobody turned into a monkey. Oh darn! <laughs> Did you have to act like a monkey. Um, Who does that, anyways? We had to act like wolves at one point. So I don't know if you've played this game, but I have. There, I, oh yeah, I know you have. I don't know if the other two have played it. Nope. But it's like the game in the movie, you know, except real stuff doesn't happen. But there's a lot of no. acting out things. At one point, we drew this card that said the the room was flooding, so we had to take everything and move it to a different location. <laughs> oh. So we moved from the dining room into the sitting room. Um, there's another one where I had to fill up a cup all the way to the top and walk across the room without spilling any drops. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. You guys that's what you want to do at my house. house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All your furniture gets rearranged. There's water everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I didn't drop any. 
There's wolves. <laughs> yeah. Um, Throw the nearest <laughs> object to you as hard as you can against the wall. <laughs> my wife had to do a somersault through my arms. Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. It was pretty funny, though. Um, yep, so that's the highlights of the trip that I can think of. Um, I, I think you'd be next, DVD, right? Well, we were together. Yeah, but he had to drive further. Oh, that's true. He came <laughs> up and did stuff. That's true. Yeah, decided so, that. That reminds me, though. Um, on our way back home from um, Ontario, we I happened to look on the um, Life360 app and saw that Davidi and his wife were, you know, heading our way as we were heading that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, it would be cool if we, like, met somewhere for lunch. So I that would be cool. sent a text, which DVD didn't see. Until oh. he was past yeah. us. I was using like, my phone to listen to Harry Potter. Uh, so it yeah. made the text sound. I was like, oh, someone's texting me. Oh, well. I was like, hey, we're... we're it's no one important. We've stopped at A&W near this town. Um, you're like 20 miles away from us. Hmm. Have you had lunch yet? You know? Oh, well. We, we ate without him. Yeah, we ended up <laughs> at a, a place that... A fast food restaurant that was taking forever. Oh, and man. the people that ordered in front of us actually went and got their money back and left. Wow. So then I got my food like immediately. I was like, well, the food's <laughs> probably done. They gave you the air food. They were now like a huff or something. I was like, well, <laughs> a lot of places now like prioritize drive through and yes. the stupid oh. <laughs> car people that come pick up food. So on our way through Ontario, on our way to Utah, we stopped and had lunch or breakfast with mom and um, our niece. And we were going to meet at Dairy Queen. <laughs> and so we got to Dairy Queen, go up, the door is locked, and it says staff shortage. We only have the drive through open. Well, in that short time, it took me to go read that sign. Like three other cars had pulled up. And I'm like, oh, sorry, guys, it's closed. And by the time I got back to my car, a couple more cars had pulled up. A lot of in people wanted to eat inside the <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. We, we ended up going to Denny's that was across the street. And we saw just dozens of people coming up to Dairy Queen and then leaving. Oh. Because it was... they And a couple of them did go through the drive-thru, but most of them left. In fact, I saw some of them in Denny's <laughs> with mm-hmm. us. <laughs> so... Yeah, we don't want to eat in your car. A lot of staff shortages through Oregon, I noticed. Because they get paid the same as college graduates, so you can't afford to hire that many. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People just aren't taking the jobs. Well, it's also a crappy job. I guess. Well, even at the hotel <laughs> that that we stayed at on the way down there, there's like due to. St- Sorry for the inconvenience. We have staff sorted shortages, you know. Just hire taller people. Yeah, that'd probably work. I don't know why they didn't think of that. My son that's fixing to graduate put a resume in. Sweet. Where I work. 
Cool. So there's actually a hiring fair next week that we're going to go to. Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say a hiring fairy going around. Yep. <laughs> you put your tell. resume under you your pillow. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> they should have yeah, that. Put a tooth under there and you open it up. It's like a job offer. Ooh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so right. uh, uh, we were going to go camping. I asked uh, St. Jimmy what time he was going to leave for camping. He said Friday about noon. And I was like, oh. So I told my wife, hey, I think we I want to go up Thursday after work. Um, she said, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. She's like, I figured we'd just like meet him there. I was like, well, I want to go play disc golf with two of my friends. <laughs> that I asked what they were doing because they had the day off. Um, so we went early and then got up Friday morning early and went. I went disc golfing with my friends. It was really fun. One of my friends has a, a little kid. Like, uh, it's not even walking yet. And he brought him with us, so we had a stroller. Well, that's and... dumb. He's like five. Oh. <laughs> what? How, how did he do at the disc golf? Um, he liked to hold on to discs. Oh, okay. And at a certain point, he didn't want to be in the stroller anymore, so we were taking turns like holding him, holding him while my friend was throwing. Did he ever put him Oops, in the basket? Threw the baby. <laughs> huh? Um, they were amazed. They're like, "You've gotten better since we played last." I was <laughs> like. Well, I've played a couple times, but I've had to throw. You feel like you throw farther where I live now oh. because there's no trees or obstacles. Plus, the air is thinner. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It is yeah. actually. They said they, had, they hadn't played since we played three games in them one day when before I left. They hadn't well, played. Maybe since they're since. just worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. except for I was throwing closer. I had yeah. a bird. I had a couple birdies, and <laughs> I ended up. T- I think tying my best score. Couple oh, birdies, hit a bird. rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> there were some rabbits out there. Yeah, I've seen them uh, out there before. I'm actually going fun. out tomorrow disc golfing. I've got a colleague from the East Coast that's out here just oh, nice. to run a marathon. And so we had lunch today. We're going to go disc golf tomorrow after work. Marathon. Yeah, so Thursday or Friday, I guess it was, I got off work at lunch and came home and finished putting stuff in the truck and took off yep. our gps so we use google maps and i plug my phone into the truck and it shows up on the screen and we're just driving into town because mj and i hadn't eaten lunch yet so we're going to stop go through drive through and then head and we're not even to town yet and it's like hey there's a 26 minute faster route and i'm like okay do that <laughs> And then a couple of minutes later, it's like, there's six minute faster route if you want it. And I'm like, OK, hit that. And then almost immediately it was like, there's a 23 minute faster route. And I'm like, what is going on? So I hit that. <laughs> then I knew that when we got to the freeway, we should be heading north. And when we got on the highway that leads to the freeway, I noticed that our next turn was to get on the freeway south. Uh. I was like. That is not right. And our t- arrival time was half an hour later than it had been. Uh-oh. I'm like, what is going on? Did something happen on the road? So we checked and it's you scroll, zoom out and scroll. And it's like, yeah, this route's 26 minutes faster. And it's the most, you know, fuel efficient route. 
It's like, well, why am I not on that route? So you <laughs> switch to it and you're driving. Look down. It says freeway south again. And we must have. I told MJ, just I know which way I'm going. Just leave it alone. But she was she refused to leave it alone. So she kept changing it every time it changed. She must have done it 20 times. <laughs> finally, we got far enough that it was no longer diverting us, but it would still give us options like do a U-turn and go back this way. It's only 92 minutes longer. We're like, why would you want to do that? Uh, so Google Maps. It was really fun following that with our truck. Well, you guys didn't even notice it was going on. So <laughs> uh, then we get close and I knew that there was a road out because we had been up there last year and got up this road and it's just totally washed out for like 50 feet where these creeks go through. But of course it wanted us to go down that way. And <laughs> the spot we wanted was on the other side of that. So then I had to turn where it didn't want me to. And then it was like going to take us on this huge loop to get back to that road. So it <laughs> added like an hour to our trip. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go and eventually it'll figure it out. And eventually it switched and was like, okay, yeah, we'll let you go this way. And the road in there had a couple new obstacles. I mean, they're all pretty good forest roads, mm -hmm. but there were some spots where the water had dug some channels. And so it was like, okay, no minivans getting through here, but it was good. But then we yeah. get down there and there was oh. people in that spot, mm. like a big group, multiple trucks and stuff. So we just went down further because I knew there was other spots and we get and there's this huge tree across the road. <laughs> so we're like, oh, OK, let's just go to the place we camped last year. And then later we can come down and cut this tree out of the way. Well, actually, I walked down past it and was like, yeah, there is a good spot down there. Went back and. Uh, what was the diameter of that tree? It was 32 inches. Wow. Um, yeah, how, how did you measure it? With my <laughs> tape measure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw so, pictures. That's why I'm asking. So, <laughs> yeah, so we ended up not going back till Sunday. But Sunday we got up and went down there and I got my chainsaw out and cut it. And... Uh, we were going to cut some rounds to take. We ended up not because it was so wet that it wouldn't split. Mm -hmm. But to cut the rounds, I wanted to measure my wood bin so that I knew it would fit. So I put my arm in there. I was like, okay, it's about from my fist down to my elbow. So I measured that on there. And then we, we cut the rounds. And then I was like, oh, I want to get a picture of how big this is. Because it's like almost twice as thick as my chainsaw. Mm-hmm bar and so i go pull out my tape measure and dvd's like you have a tape measure why were we measuring with your arm <laughs> like i don't know my i knew my arm would fit in there yeah yeah so we just left some rounds for future people to take but we got to use our winches to move the log out of the road cool. that's fun, fun. 
part of our plan was to exercise our winches while we were out there since we haven't used them since last year. And they both worked good. Nice. We did get rained on on Saturday a lot. It was yeah. <laughs> thunder and lightning. We had lightning so close. It was like you could feel the electricity in the air and uh, it hit and the thunder was instantaneous and it was so loud. That made my wife yell or scream because <laughs> like we saw a slight flash and as he turned to see what was that, it just went and we had our windows down and it was. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, loud. It was fun. We campers. Got, yeah, we went and we were out just scouting around. I kind of wanted to check some of the other roads into that area in case we did a group camp out there to make sure they were all passable. But uh, we ended up finding some fun little trails to go down. And we filled a park with dinosaurs. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, we played. You're not that games. old. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the games last week, but. Yeah, not all of it made it to the show, but... Yeah, some of it got corrupted. <laughs> well, oh. we got out there, and the mixer... I'd only used the batteries in it once, but that was last year, and mm. they were dead. So Uh-oh. I can't leave batteries in it, I guess. Yeah. And so I could plug it into my truck, but I had to turn the turn it on to accessory, which is a button, not uh-huh. a key. So you just hit the button... And then you can push a button that turns the outlet in the bed on. Mm-hmm. That's where I plugged the mixer in. But after half an hour, it shut off. And since the mixer didn't save the file, it was there, but it was corrupt. So Yeah, and you didn't know that till you went in to edit it. <laughs> yeah. I had to yeah. go home, get the card out, put it in my laptop, get the files off. And then it's like, we can't open this. We don't know what this is. Oh, and I actually man. tried a couple different things that I saw online of how to try and fix it, and none of them worked. So it was mm. all gone. But now you know what we talked about. And yep. the soft frog. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, <laughs> I we're filling a lot of stuff we did last week. but Yeah, all of that. But was all, we, lost. all we heard was... Oh, the, the chipmunk. We saw a chipmunk. Oh, yeah. The only thing that made it onto the actual podcast was talking about the games that you played and <laughs> oh. your consumption. <laughs> yeah. So it was 15 minutes instead of 45. Yeah. Well, don't get their audience used to that. Yeah, yeah. they'll never have another one that short. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> might not. It's pretty short. Yeah, and then Google Maps was fine on the way home. Oh, so good. we had to... We had some slow vehicles in front of us on the way out. Um, oh, did you? The first one we came upon, I was going like 45 down the dirt gravel road. And this car was going like 15. But they pulled off as soon as they could to let us pass. And then the second one did the same thing, pulled off so we could pass. And then we came upon an RV pulling a Jeep on a little trailer dolly thing. Uh-huh. And Nope. Just they were going to go 20 miles an hour down the mountain. At one point, they had to pull over to let people come in the other direction to get past them. Mm-hmm. But, oh, they're going to let... Nope. <laughs> as soon as this car went past them, they pulled right back out. I was like... Dang. Uh, uh, yeah, people thanks. that don't think about Jeep anyone else people. but themselves. Well, they did have a Jeep, so... <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, and then we, yeah, listened to Harry Potter the whole way home. Had a pretty uneventful trip. Other than we got to Burger King and Pendleton and saw 
um, Mr. Poltz, Mr. Poltz text, uh, and I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, we're already at Burger King to eat lunch, and we're way past you. We're not turning around. Well, we weren't going to turn around either. They weren't. Right. Yeah, they were probably gone. Yeah, as soon as we saw you pass us on the freeway, like oh, on the app. Well, we oh. on the app. I well, Becca thinks that she might have seen you. Mm. Saw a bit black truck about the time that you were passing us on the app. So like, oh, we okay, had, didn't see the text. We'll just keep going. We headed to our trucks patina a little bit on one of the trails. We decided to try to head up. Then <laughs> um, <laughs> discovered our turning radius was lacking and was going to get me stuck right between two trees. So I ended up. Oh. Backing down the trail completely. Uh, yeah. Nice. Short, fine. With the my nice kid, cameras you have. Yeah, we had my two younger kids with us, and they were having such a blast going down those bumpy trails and, <laughs> you know, unbuckled in the back, just letting themselves kind of like get thrown off the seat and bumping into each other. They were just laughing hysterically. It was good. I did that in uh, Master Zed's truck once. Got thrown off the seat, but I wasn't laughing afterwards. Oh, when that, yeah, that <laughs> when big, he got stopped like suddenly into that hole in the hole. road puddle in the road. Yeah, I think I could cuss myself a little bit. Hmm. One of our right. themes on our trip was trying to get our truck flexed out to see if our limiting straps actually ever do anything. Mm-hmm. You sound like you're in a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, your sound's a little bit. Audio's bad. I... Oh, no. Maybe it's going through the wrong mic. No, well, it is. Oh. There we go. My, uh, oh, that sounds better. a lot better. <laughs> yeah, my Skype crashed a few minutes ago. Oh. oh. And when it restarted, evidently it didn't reset to my correct settings. Did you disappear? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like 16 minutes ago. Oh. Well, um, David, you remember when we had Brian on one time and he dropped out of the call and we didn't notice for like 15 minutes because we just <laughs> kept talking. <laughs> so well, there's four of us. You can do that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't worried about it. But we uh, were trying to tell because we put limiting straps on our truck because we have blown out shocks in the past because they weren't the right size. And so we put new shocks in that are three or four times more expensive as well and didn't want to destroy them. So we put limiting straps, but I'm like, I don't know if they're ever actually doing anything. And so at camp one night, I took a string and tied it to the top and bottom and tried to oh. get it the right, the same length. So if the, it would break mm-hmm. and I just remembered that I need to check. <laughs> <laughs> we checked the next day, yeah. but and I don't think I they hadn't broken, but um, in general, our truck doesn't really flex out that much. I think mm. there's an, but we did uh, to get out of Canyonlands. There were some switchbacks that required um, multi-point turns to get around, and you're on a cliff on one side and a cliff rock face on the other. Yeah, and one of them, the geometry was terrible and charlie said i got pretty flexed out because my back tire had to just basically drive up a rock <laughs> and my front tire was up against the cliff and that was mm-hmm. just, there's like i can't back up backing up is not going to do me any good anymore so 
I got flexed out. So I need to check my uh, tattletales. Sounds like somebody's got consumption. <laughs> I did. Isn't that great? I didn't even do that intentionally. So I watched a few things. Um, I watched Uncle Buck, <laughs> which is a great movie. I mean, John Candy. It's got Macaulay Culkin in it too. Um, yeah, it's a, and it's heartwarming too. You know, uh, watch Catch Me with you, If You Can. With mm-hmm. Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a pretty good one. Um, watched a TV show called Jury Duty. Isn't that it? <laughs> so you're probably going to make the joke I kept making when my nieces and nephews are like, oh, we should watch Jury Duty. I'm like, the one with Polly Shore? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they knew who Polly Shore was, so my oh, joke yeah. was falling flat, but. No, this was like a kind of like a reality TV show where, but except all of the people in the show are actors except for one person. And that one person does not know that he's on a show. And there's like a court thing. And so it's a jury duty thing. So he gets, you know, goes to jury duty. And so one of the, jurors in the show is James Marsden he played <laughs> Cyclops from X-Men mm. and so <laughs> but he was you know there as himself and yeah it was pretty funny um, all the crazy stuff that was happening around that guy and a couple of times he was like man this would make a great reality show or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but the I can't remember how many episodes there are, but they're like half hour episodes. There's like eight of them or something. But the first seven is him going through the whole jury duty thing. And he gets chosen as the um, the spokesman for the jury. And there's so there's one part where one of the actors keeps falling asleep. And so then the judge gets after him for... <laughs> Not, you know, because she's sitting next to him, and so then from then on, he's like having to wake her up all the time. <laughs> but um, there's some really, really goofy characters <laughs> in there too. Um, but the last episode goes and shows what they went through to get the show to work, you know. So it was pretty entertaining, and uh, the guy was, I mean. You kind of asked for a better guy. He was such a nice guy to everybody and just just a great dude. Um, <laughs> kind of had vibes of um, candid camera going on, you know. But So I can't remember which 
network that was on. Look it up real quick. <laughs> oh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it was a freebie show, so there's ads, but. And then I watched Fast X in the theater. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it was an enjoyable movie. I mean, when you're going into it, you know what to expect. How do you top going to space, though, in the last one? So they didn't try to top it in that way. They but... went twice. <laughs> I've heard the cars are now superheroes in these. Like they should do an inner space one where they shrink the cars down. They have to drag. Oh, that'd be cool. The body. They should do a flashback one to like the thirties. So, oh, that'd be cool. Like going time travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this one has Jason Momoa as the bad guy. And what was cool about it is it flashes back to fast five. And it, inserts him into some of the action that happened there. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like that one. Fast Five is one of my favorites. Yeah, they they did call out how in the movie series they have a bad guy that eventually becomes an ally, you know. So they hung a lantern on that one. <laughs> They realize that that's becoming a trope in the series, so they identify it <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, in case you were paying attention. Yeah. Uh, you could tell that Jason Momoa was having a blast doing the movie. Um, the way he was playing his character, very eccentric and <laughs> just silly at times, but it was great. I thought... I thought him and John Cena were the best parts of the movie. Um, John Cena was the bad guy in the previous movie. (laughs) Anyway, if you like, if you've watched the other Fast and Furious movies, I think you would enjoy this one. What's it come out in theater or come out on home the theater, I guess. I don't know. That's probably where I'll watch it. All right, you're up. I guess that's my turn. Oh, say Jimmy's turn. Yeah, (laughs) the only thing I've got is uh, I watched a movie called Death's Roulette. It kind of had a Saw-type vibe to it, but basically Uh these people wake up after having, they recall being, like, abducted, like, chloroformed, and it's this husband and wife and their kind of, like, young adult daughter, and then four just strangers... And they're told that as a group, they have to choose somebody to die and kill. And then that person has to agree. And so, and nobody can volunteer. And then they have a time limit as well. And at certain points when they're discussing, a door will open and each room has information explaining like who brought them there and how they how each person, why each person is there, basically related to the guy that's there. And so people will have to like try to figure out if the other people are telling the truth and there's clues and stuff. It was pretty interesting. I think it's like a Spanish <clears throat> movie or something. Yeah. 
which was interesting because some of the some of the things they had to do to figure things out were like they were given a clue that's like okay it's related to this person and it's this many letters but the letters didn't match up because of the language difference oh <laughs> uh, was it does it dubbed or subtitled it was dubbed and we watch it with the subtitles as well but they would say like seven letters and then the subtitles or then the word would have eight letters or something and it was in spanish when they wrote it down so but yeah i thought it was pretty good you don't know what's going on for sure till the end but mm. that's it well i finished the third book in the jim butcher's alara something codex codex, codex alara Codex Alera, there you go. Um, which is basically a series that is described as Jim Butcher as um, Roman battle mashed up with Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. So everyone controls a, or has control of Furies in the thing that like are Wind Furies or Water Furies or Earth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Except for the main character doesn't have that. Um, it's really good. I really like the big drawn out battle scenes which read for hours in fact i pretty much read well my wife made me take a break yesterday to watch a movie with her but i've read a lot the last two days to finish it um so check that out it's called cursor's fury and then the movie that she made me watch which was really good was a man called Otto with oh yeah i saw that what's his bucket tom hanks the guy from bosom buddies, bosom buddies yep um <laughs> It was really good. I, it was heartwarming. It was nice. I liked the the neighbor lady across the street. She was awesome. And then I watched a four and a half hour documentary that you could tell was split up for TV show episodes, but it was on YouTube mm. called How Do You Build a Medieval Castle? And it's um, what do they call that? It's a type of archaeology where you try to recreate stuff to figure out what must have, you know, kind of fill in the blanks. Investigative archaeology. What do they call that? It's called experimental archaeology. That's what it is. Mm. Um, so there's a place in France where in 1997 they started building a castle using 13th century technology based on different archaeological like drawings and whatever information they could gather. So they have people that go there and like some of the guys have been working there for years. Like there's a, um, cause they have like masons and they've got like, they even have a, a rope maker who makes the rope on site. Um, blacksmith, all those guys. And a lot of them have been working there. Like one guy has been there for 10 years working on this wow. as a mason. Um, it's really cool. It's, uh, they've made, uh, one group has been working for years on this based on two different archaeological finds they had. They were creating a water wheel that was a grain, um, not grain mill. press, mill, mill. Gra- grain mill. Um, they showed how the people lived, like they had this, the, the hovel that they were in. And when they first got there, so there's three archaeologists that are doing the show. Um, they're just busy. No, they, um, they should have. That would be funny. Um, but they, yeah, were, were chipping in and trying to help and doing different things. Um, 
But one of the interesting things was they had like reeds like grouped together. And apparently they would put those on the floor of their hovels um, because the dirt floor is cold and wet and muddy. But you'd put down and she did it and left them in bundles and then just like filled the floor with them. And she said it was really comfortable and dry and kept you warm and, you know, kept the temperature nice in the in their hovel, uh, which is a really tiny little room. It looked like maybe, I don't know, seven feet by nine feet. <laughs> where they had a fire ring and they, they'd just get a blanket to sleep. Which I don't think they actually slept on site, probably. Maybe they did. They didn't show that. Uh, but it was really cool to see all the different things that was required because they're doing everything on site. They even were getting clay to make tiles for the flooring and for the roof. Um, so they had to make tile and fire it. Um, so it's like real life Minecraft. Really, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> These people dedicated so much of their time to do this. Just um, like Minecraft. Planned- oh. <laughs> right. In fact, <laughs> this is why I go to Nerdcraft. My wife yelled from the back room. I was telling my kids about something I made in Minecraft. I made drafting tables. Like an engineering room with a bunch of drafting tables. It's like, I'm taking Minecraft away from you. Why? <laughs> it makes you happy. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so that's really cool. Check that out. It's kind of, I think, Gate Along, or it sounded like there's a Get Along Castle. Like, they're getting along, I guess, but it's French. <laughs> um, and then I watched a anime called Yakitori that was on Netflix. I still think I have an episode and a half left. But the premise of that is aliens show up at Earth with advanced technology. And all the aliens look like... Um, Chicken? Anim- Chicken animals. story? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Just well, kidding. that's the joke, is they call the humans that like are part of the, the military or whatever, Yakitori, as like, which is a chicken on a stick. Uh-huh. Like a roast chicken, which, because they... They look down on the humans or whatever, but they all look like animals. So there's like rat guys that they're fighting against. And there's like ostrich aliens and dog aliens and cat aliens. <laughs> it's really quite interesting, but it's it's kind of funny. Um, and then I was watching a Korean action show called Black Knight. It's like a post-apocalyptic. Uh, I forgot I'd watched it. I saw it on my Netflix queue. I was like, what's that? I watched three episodes of that. And then I looked at it. It's like, oh, yeah. So it really made an impact. And then on our trip, we listened to Harry Potter book five, which is 26 hours of audiobook. Oh, Oh, that's the one where they haul that safe through the city streets. Oh, wait, no, that's Fast Five, not Harry Potter five. (laughs) Same same thing. Um, Well, this one has um, Dolores Umbridge in it, which I don't think the movies do justice to how much you hate that woman in the books. I don't think you see in the movies where, how she gets her comeuppance. Like what happens after the centaur runs off with her. Uh, she ends up in St. Mungo's, which is their hospital for wizardry, like damage or whatever. Mm. And she's, yeah, freaked out. Uh, so that's it. Wow. Lots. Uh, mine will make up for it. It's nice and short. I finished watching... <laughs> Night Agent. It's a TV oh, show on that's good. Netflix. It was very exciting. I very much enjoyed it. You just have to ignore a lot of things that would never actually happen. Like Fast <laughs> Yeah. Well, not like uh, 
with physics, but with just like, I don't know. It has to do with <laughs> secret service agents and there's just things that happen that you're like, that would no, that it would not happen. <laughs> that would not happen. I don't well, want to give anything away, but they just kept getting worse and worse. I feel like towards the end and that if I was just like, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it was very enjoyable. I really enjoyed watching the show, but um, I liked one of their uh, cinematic choices, which was the first episode. The first few minutes of every episode was a flashback to one of the characters in the show to just give you a little bit of um, more information about what's going on and their history. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I finished, I think this was a couple of weeks ago, but I've been gone. So I read the aeronauts windless, which is a Jim butcher. Oh, nice. book. It's the first in his new series that he's working on. Oh, cool. Um, it was he's quickly become one of my favorite authors. Honestly. Yeah. So uh, I'm the first book in the, what is that? The Furies of Calderon? Yeah, the Codex Alera. Yeah, the first book in that was not available for at the um, library. So I did not get that. And I read Aeronauts Windless instead. And then I am now reading the uh, Furies of Calderon. Calderon. Okay. Is that? Calderon, because that was available. So and that one, I think, yeah, I think Mr. Polt told me that I would enjoy that series as it went along, like more. Like it just yeah, like, enjoy well, it after the first book. The first book is really good, but it does ramp it's, up and get it gets really better good. and better as it okay. goes. It's, that's good to know. Yeah, it's because I'm enjoying it, but I'm not. It's not keeping me up at night right. like the dresden books would yeah the first one didn't but yeah the second and third one i had to i had to be careful because i would read them <laughs> into it. yeah and i'll throw it in here for charlie she finished book five i think of uh dresden oh okay she had was hesitant to start that series for a long time and then she was not reading them very quickly and so we talk to people and they're like, oh, wait, where are you? you have? Oh, you haven't read it. OK, we won't talk <laughs> about it. And I was like, well, what do you need? Do you want me to read it to you? She's like, no, that would probably make it worse as far as paying attention. I was like, how about you just read it to me? I'll listen to you read. And so she was reading it aloud. And then I think that the end of that book was exciting enough that she and then I was like, oh, yeah, I think this this thing happened. Oh, that's awesome. I got her kind of excited. And then uh, she started reading the next one. So. <laughs> I feel bad at the Harry Potter book. There was like five hours left when we got home. And I just put my headphones on and over the next two days finished it. Like I listened <laughs> to all the way to it from work and then put my headphones on. And, <laughs> like mowed the lawn listening to it and then was working on some stuff with it. And finished without yes. my wife. So, have you enjoyed sleeping on the couch? No, just kidding. <laughs> I haven't told her yet. Oh, good thing she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> it's a safe place for me. <laughs> <laughs>
smiles Don't let youth go to waste Then they pull the ladder Up behind them With undue haste And nothing I do now is original I'm living at a match Nothing I make is fully mine My life's work could Does anyone have any nerd cred? Uh, it looks like you do. I do. <laughs> you can probably see parts of it on the drafting table behind me. I'm drawing a map. Uh, it's a oh, castle. A map. It's for my D&D game. Um, it's another one that doesn't quite fit on my paper, so I'm going to have to use two pieces of paper to make the map. I've noticed a lot of the maps in this book are like one square equals 10 feet, which mm. you have to scale it up so one square is five feet for the map for the minifigures to work. It makes them quite large. Yeah, I'm bad. So hopefully I'm going to play tomorrow or Saturday and get some of my maps used, which will be awesome. Cool. Oh, and I drew drafting tables in Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) A whole whole room full of them with um, also storage off each side for like plan storage or whatever. Anyway, I'm in an engineering room. (laughs) All right, if you want to tell us about your special room, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show and check out our website, theengineerdyshow.com. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Get to the chopper. Have an always shall be my friends. Bye. So you can't just say bizarre You never get a moment for free Show me something fun on your guitar Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again oh, Sorry, man. did I throw you off? <laughs> well, that's what made me laugh a little bit <laughs> Well, you can't ever remember what my sign-off is anyway So I, know. So I figured I'll... I could change it <laughs> Yeah <sighs> Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees
frets and tuny things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.